0: People always ask me about the weirdest injuries I've seen. Well, I once went out to a man who claimed he had snapped his knob. We whisked him off to the hospital. I'm talking his word for it. I wasn't going to start inspecting it. I've been out on a fair few snapped banjo strings or more correctly, fellow limbs which are the small tags of skin between the foreskin and the shaft of a penis. One minute someone is making sweet love, and next the sheets are covered in claret. We tell the patient to wrap their old chap in a tea towel and hop on them with the ambulance. You would not believe some of the nonsense we get, we get sent to. I heard of someone waiting an ambulance to, to be sent to res- resuscitate a dead pigeon, Help find somebody's trousers deal with a hedgehog in the garden, treat someone whose feet were bleeding from wearing new shoes, and fix a dislodged false fingernail. One Saturday afternoon, we got a call on a carry restaurant. In a carbury restaurant, our screen simply said, Man choking. When we sw- swung the doors open, a rack of occur- Carvery, old sweaty for and cheap lager almost knocks us backwards. Down in his photo I could see a big piece of steak. I pulled it out my mini-hoover and stuck out the gravy, before pulling out my special forceps and fishing out the fencing item. He ventilated the patient. A couple of minutes later, he sat up talking. As we were pushing him towards the exit, the whole restaurant erupts into cheering and clapping. I feel like an actor, leaving the stage and triumphant opening night. I couldn't t- tell you how many people I've seen dead on the dot. Who hasn't been just out of his presidency, who breed his last on the throne. It's so common to we really call it the death poo. We went to one woman in the care, care home, who died in mild mid exaggeration, a family in their way, so me and my partner, are huh? Lugged the woman over to the bed and tucked her in. in, her, her in. So she looked nice and beautiful. Seeing my first dead body is etched on my mind. I shut. I'd thought people died with the eyes shut, but this guy is staring straight in the ceiling. I sit there thinking, what happens next? When my partner does something humbling, he closes the man's eyes. Back downstairs, my partner breaks the bad news to the dead man man's wife. your husband has passed away his sleep, he couldn't have known anything about it. An ambulance person's job isn't just to treat the injured and sick, it's also being calm and didn't console the bereaved. A message comes through seven-week-year-old child not breathing cardiac arrest. I switch on the blue lights and floor it. We can only drive an ambulance 20 miles per hour over the limit. It's not a rule, it's usually it's usually frouted, but this particular job is a case of bollocks to the rules. You know I mean? The baby is seven weeks old and is white, floppy and bleeding from the nose. From arriving in the house to driving in the hospital, where it takes none more than three minutes, the ba- dad had fallen asleep on his bed next to the baby, rolled over and suffocated it. And mum had been out with friends the first time ever since her baby is born. After now treatment, the decision is made to cease CBR. Mum screams again, No, you can't stop. But the baby is dead. You haven't been there, There's nothing more we can do. I'm only 15 years on the front line. I see so many life, lives lost, but so many lives saved. There's a superstition in the ambulance service. If anyone says, "Word quiet the ship will suddenly hit the fan. So we call it the Q-word, just as the actors prefer. Never, never refer to Baffer's cottage play. But most... But there must have been a lot of ambulance workers forgetting themselves of late because the ship's hitting the fan every day. Suffice to say, the state of the ambulance service scares me. Well... When the ambulance arrives, I guarantee you you'll get the best treatment possible. But we arrived too late when I started there's a snooker table on the ambulance station. Let the calls wait for us. We don't have time to go out. Go to the toilet, let alone make sure you have some sort of ship shape. It's not uncommon to be on a job. Open a bag and discover something is missing. A job comes on, on screen. Child fallen over in its shower unconscious i try the door it's locked suddenly so we hear the thud 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 big feet thundering down the stairs the door opens things open to real, a real Big, burly lad with a limp child in his arms he says there you are there you go mate he says, shoves the child into my chest so that she, as if she is nothing more precious than a pile of dirty washing i can tell you immediately The girl is about two years old, has horrendous injuries, her face is black and blue, has her legs, her eyes up close, and pupils dilated, and her breathing is noisy and slow. I hand the patient to my chromate, Paul. You can feel her body checking, which suggests that it is also broken bones. We both know something is seriously amiss. We can't say that. But doctors agree with us that the girl's injuries were non-accidental. A short while later, the man is arrested. At home, I can't shake the image of the little girl in my arms, bruised, covered in bruises, and wheezing, and gasping for breath. Several days later, I heard that the girl had died, and the man had been charged with murder. This pushed me further towards breaking point. I came more with withdrawn at work. I stopped playing with kids. I started drinking heavily combat my anxiety, help my sleep. My doctor was so understanding sortive. He signed me off work and referred me for counselling. The man changed his plea to guilty for manslaughter. Crown Prosecution Service accepted. He had lost his temper and violently shaken her. He sentenced to nine years in prison. He felt like this guy had got away with murder. If he hadn't, it wasn't until... I was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder, PDSD, that I realised I was vulnerable, as every, and that everyone was. I wrote and posted to the first of many blogs detailing my crash and subsequent road of recovery. I've been back on job for the few weeks when my blogs went viral, which is a bit embarrassing, but those blogs and the responses to them changed my life forever. I'm from all over the country sent me emails thanking me for sharing my story. A couple of months after returning to work, I'm in the ambulance with Paul. A job appears on the screen. Female bleeding P V per vagina. It's broad on a bath is a woman. There is blood everywhere. My initial thought that it could be a ruptured at topic pregnancy. Or maybe it's a miscarriage. But before I ask the guy if it was a risk of pregnancy, he replies that it wasn't. During his animation, a consultant has discovered a severed umbilical cord and delivered a nearly nearly four-term per centre. Later, I learned the police did find a baby in a plastic bag in the hallway. Sadly, it was already dead. I I didn't really discuss the job with Paul. He seemed happy that, plodding along and took what? that to mean he was a stronger person than me. One evening I received a phone call from my manager, Paul Owner of Rock, who had been my side during some of the roughest tough my toughest moments had taken his own life. I was stunned. I felt incredibly guilty, hypocritical. The whole time I'd been pouring my heart out, a sort of raising awareness of mental illness in the ambulance service. My mate had been sinking into the abyss. I remember playing proud and say I work being for the service. I have a deep love for the job. It might not be the sexiest occupation, but it's one of the most rewarding. How many people can say they arrive home late for work and miss their children's balls? stay right. because they are saving someone's life? It's tough grief, but someone has to do it. I'm glad it's me. I feel one like the luckiest man in the world. This the following. Act are from 999. My life on the front line of service by like Dan Farnsworth. Published by Simon and Suster.